Welcome to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in couples counseling. If you want to improve your communication so that you have more love and less conflicts, download my app today, Keep the Glow, wherever you get your apps. Today, I'm going to focus on how to solve quality time with your partner. Quality time is very important for a relationship. Whether it's your top need or not, your marriage and relationship will not survive without regular quality time. Think about when you were dating for a moment. You probably spent a lot of quality time with your partner, probably 15 to 20 hours a week, if not more. Think of all the dates you had together. Think of all the phone calls. Think of all the texting. All of that was how you fell in love. It's why you fell in love, because you had lots of quality time together. However, the longer couples are together, the more scarce the quality time together becomes. Life gets busy. You have kids. You have a mortgage. You have careers. You have 401ks. You have chores. All these things start to cripple and eat away and strangle quality time with your partner. And when that happens, everything else breaks down. Emotional intimacy breaks down, sexual intimacy breaks down because you're not having enough quality time with your partner. And I define quality time as undivided attention, where you're focused on each other, you're doing things to connect. Once in a while, that may include watching a program together, but that should not be the majority of the time. That should be the minority of the time. Most of the time, you want it to be an activity you're doing or you're talking and getting caught up so that you feel close. So I'm gonna go through four steps to have better quality time with your partner. The first one is stop micromanaging each other. This happens a lot. So if you're the partner who feels like you're not having enough quality time with your spouse, it's very easy to start micromanaging everything they're spending time on. And you can start bickering with them and needling and picking away at how they spend their time. And that creates a lot of tension and makes them feel like you're controlling them. But underneath that behavior is you just want them to prioritize you. You just want them to connect with you. You're feeling lonely and you need some time together. But often we don't express that. Often we don't talk about how we're lonely. Often we don't talk about how we want to connect more and instead we start micromanaging how they're spending their time, how they're spending time in hobbies or at work or beyond that with friends. We start criticizing those things, but underneath that criticism is we're feeling lonely. We want to connect with them. We want to feel more close with them like we did when we were dating. That's why we got married. That's why we fell in love. So that's the first thing to consider is stop micromanaging your partner's activities, how they spend their time, because that's not going to get you anywhere. That's going to make them feel controlled. They're going to resist that control, resent you for it, and it's just going to create conflict. Number two, create an ideal amount of time you would like to spend with your partner during the work week and during the weekends. Both of you need to do this. So spend some time reflecting on this. How much quality time with your partner would you love to have during the work week? So Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, how much quality time would be ideal for you? And then how about on the weekend? How much quality time would be ideal to have on the weekends? So that'd be Friday night, all day Saturday, Sunday. Within all those hours, 
how much of that would be ideal for you to have quality time with your partner. Now, quality time may or may not include time with your children, but you wanna have at least some quality time designated to just you and your partner. It can't always be with your kids because while you need family time absolutely with your kids, you also need couple time without your kids. So for the purposes of this exercise, only be thinking about quality time with your partner. How much would you need? What would that look like? What are those parameters for you? Both of you need to be doing this. Both of you reflect for a little bit. How much quality time would you need on a day-to-day -day basis during the work week and on the weekends to feel close, to feel connected, to feel like a team? It's hard to feel like a team with someone you don't spend any time with. You're not gonna feel close. You're gonna feel like two ships passing in the night. You're gonna feel like business partners. You're gonna feel like siblings. You're definitely not gonna feel like lovers because regular sexual intimacy only happens when couples feel close. And the way you feel close is through regular quality time together. So if you're complaining that you don't have enough emotional intimacy or you're complaining that you don't have enough sexual intimacy, think for a moment, how much quality time have you spent with your partner over the past week? Probably not very much. Now, as a challenge, pull out your phone and look at how much time you spent on your phone the past week. How many hours have you spent on your phone the past week? Probably several hours. If you add up all the time you're on YouTube, all the time you're on Facebook, all the time you're on Instagram, all the time you're on TikTok, add all those hours up, it's probably a lot. A lot of times we have time, but we're choosing to spend it elsewhere. And it damages our relationship because our relationship is alive. It's a living organism. And anything that is alive, you can't deprive it of oxygen or it will suffer and die. And our marriage, our relationships need oxygen. And oxygen is quality time. So how much are you suffocating your relationship because you don't prioritize quality time together? Are you enjoying the episode today, but you wanna go even deeper? If so, join my community, Matrimony. Matrimony provides four things. First, you'll gain exclusive access to my deep dive where I unpack the weekly podcast in more detail. Second, you'll gain more access to me because I provide live Q&A once a week to answer all your questions. Third, you'll gain access to my best marriage resources to start building your relationship today. And fourth, you'll gain access to my community so you can learn these skills and tools with other couples. To learn more, click the link in the description. So that can be very sobering if you look at your phone and think about how much time you spent doing other activities that could be spent with your partner. Also, look at how, many, how much programs you've watched over the past week. How many Netflix programs have you watched? How many movies have you watched? How many shows, episodes, add up all that as well. So if you're adding up all of the TV watching you've done and all the social media surfing you've done, think about how many hours that is and how that could be time spent on your marriage, time spent with your partner. So again, we usually have the time. We're just choosing to spend it elsewhere. So that leads me to number three. So once you make a list of your ideal time, every day what that would look like, on the weekends what that would look like, 
your partner has to do the same. This is not just one partner doing this. Both spouses, partner A and partner B, need to create their own list of the ideal amount of quality time together. Now, once you've done that, your list may not be the same. The number of hours partner A has may not be the same amount of hours that partner B has, and that's because you're different people. You have different needs around quality time. So if your ideal amounts of time per day and on the weekends is a mismatch, now you have to share power to strike a compromise. So for example, let's say partner A, their ideal is two hours every work night. You guys have quality time together. And let's say partner B says their ideal amount of quality time every night would be 30 minutes. So if it's two hours for one partner, 30 minutes for the other, you're gonna have to compromise, meet in the middle. You have to always strike a compromise so you both have an equal voice so you're sharing power. And likewise on quality time, because it is very normal for one partner to have a much higher need for quality time than the other. So that partner can't dictate how much we're going to do, but also the other partner can't dictate. It needs to be a compromise somewhere in the middle so you're sharing power. Number four, consider the fishbowl analogy. What the fishbowl analogy says is that we all have a certain amount of time in our week. That's the fishbowl. And what most of us do is we start the week and we start every day with putting in these big boulders that seem very essential. I got to go to my job, have to spend time with the kids. I have to do my hobbies. I like to do that video game that I play, et cetera, et cetera. And before long, that fishbowl is filled. And then you realize, uh-oh, I haven't put in time for my marriage or time for my relationship because there's no room now. I can't put it in the fishbowl because I've already filled up the fishbowl with all these other activities and responsibilities. So that's why a lot of marriages get crumbs because the marriage time is put in last. So what you want to do is dump out that fishbowl and instead think about what would it look like to put in my marriage first? What would that look like on a daily basis to put the marriage first and on the weekends to put the marriage first? And then after the marriage is in the fishbowl, now I add in my work. Now I add in my chores. Now I add in my hobbies. Now I add in my time with my friends. And all those things aren't going to fit. Some of those things are going to have to get cut back so that everything else is fitting in the, in the fishbowl, especially the marriage, because the marriage just went in there first. So it's a different way to live. It's a much more marriage-centric or value-centric way to live when you put in your relationship or your marriage first into the fishbowl and then you fill everything else around it and then you're going to have to cut out some of those activities. So those are four steps to develop better quality time with your partner. And again, it's highly worth it because the more quality time you have together, the more emotional intimacy you're going to have and the more sexual intimacy you're going to have. So those are the four steps. Number one, stop micromanaging each other's activities. Number two, create an ideal amount of quality time that you would have with your partner every day and on the weekends. Both of you do this. And then number three, share power on the numbers you came up with so you're compromising and meeting in the middle. And number four, remember the fishbowl analogy. You wanna put your marriage and your relationship in first and everything, everything else around it. 
Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. For my free resources, click the link in the description. And remember, your marriage is alive. If you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it and neglect it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you.